You're listening to the Greatest Multifamily Investment Advice Show. My name is Adam Ross, and now I'm talking everything multifamily for an in-depth conversation, and I will be diving deep into raising capital, deals, and underwriting process. Welcome back to the Greatest Multifamily Advice Show. Today we have Mark Hardelson, an exceptional guest and real estate investor out of Utah, focusing on scaling his self-storage facilities, a realtor, and more than 20 years experience on real estate. Please help me to welcome our guest. How are you, Mark? Good. Thank you. Thank you a lot for being with us today, and I appreciate you taking the time. Sure. My pleasure. Thank you a lot. Mark, you, your background is super impressive in real estate for more than 30 years, but I would like to start with your beginning on self-storage. What was the upside for you to choose self-storage over multifamily or single family or commercial in, in general? Yeah, that's a, a great question. Uh, when I um, started into real estate, um, uh, my father actually inspired me. He had uh, acquired uh, a variety of apartments and um, really enjoyed the business. Uh, one of the uh, key things that as he got older was hard is management. Hmm. Um, I'm not saying self-storage is is uh, less. I mean, I think it could be equally as great uh, managing uh, apartments, but for him, he wanted to to diversify, we got into some commercial properties where it didn't require as much management. And what led me, I guess, ultimately to self-storage is um, I live in a, a growing, uh, uh, a strong growing market in uh, Wasatch County in Utah. Mm-hmm. And uh, noticed that a lot of the self-storage facilities were full with a waiting list. So as a commercial real estate broker, I started looking around for pieces of ground because it just seemed like um, an interesting opportunity given, given uh, what, you know, I, I found to be a need. 100%. So uh, what is your target market right now on the self-storage and how is the market in the U.S. like uh, inventory-wise, national-wide, how you see the market on the self-storage is growing yeah, I think it's still growing from everything I read and see. Um, in Utah, you would think some areas are oversaturated. I mean, there's too many self-storage units available for the population. Hmm. But what, uh, overall, uh, throughout Utah, I mean, we're still a growing market. And, and you know, there's still a need for it. Um, and the, the interesting thing about self-storage that I've learned um, that was a little different from multifamily is the fact that uh, even in down markets, uh, occupancy rates are still high yep. and people still need self-storage. I mean, they're moving, changing jobs, loss of job or whatever. There's still an, an appetite for storing you know, personal belongings. Um, and so whether the market's down or up, uh, it seems to be a, a continuous need. I think uh, regarding the, the, the difference between the multifamily and self-storage, uh, what is uh, the actual target IRR or return of return when you're looking to, to invest on self-storage right now? Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you mean like return on investment, what's yeah. the, the market? You know, um, it, it seems like it's uh, market driven based on um, location, um, whether it's a, uh, a location with uh, most facilities being full, if you get into maybe a softer market where 
there's units that have say less than 75% uh, occupancy, then, then I think that'll dictate uh, you know, what, what the demand is, what, what that maybe internalizes to a cap rate, for example. Um, in Utah, for example, um, you know, uh, it's a very uh, high interest uh, for many investors because of, of the economics behind it. So our, our cap rates are, you know, it, uh, sub six, fives, uh, even four, per, uh, four caps lately, which is crazy considering yeah. where we were just a few years ago. Yeah. Um, here being in you know the year 2022 uh, nationwide um, in smaller softer markets you know uh, we're still seeing caps six and a half sevens but that's that's fading quickly I mean there even nationwide it seems like there's a, a strong appetite that's still keeping the pressure down on on cap rates so um, how many so far how many self storage units under management was you we we have uh, two, uh, one in Wyoming, one in Utah. We're building a third right now in Utah, hmm. and we're um, we're always looking for yeah additional units that we can acquire or if the the parameters are right, we'll consider building. I, I think this is one 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 uh, uh, interesting part, which is for you, what was the upside of going to development with a self storage versus yeah. buy and hold. Yeah, you know, it was partly being naive because I didn't really, I've never really developed anything and it was um, pretty challenging just knowing what, what headwinds may come arise from interest rates to, um, you know, acquiring the capital to getting the right contractor involved. There's just so many headwinds, if you will, that can zoning deter yeah zoning uh, you name it there's just a, a myriad of factors that I really didn't quite understand that would come into play so I went in pretty naive mm. which I'm glad I did looking back because I probably just said forget it it's just too much to to tackle mm. um, I'm glad I did because um, uh, you know we're full now and we're doing well but in the middle of that it was probably one of the more stressful things I've ever done in my life um, so some of the key elements would be certainly uh, to check around to see uh, what the occupancy level is of the competitors, see if there's the ground available, see what the, you know, the temperature is from the city council, if they're willing to look and consider more storage or not, because if you can't get the council involved, it, it, you know, it, it could be a, a dead end. Um, because there's all kinds of um, things that you have to resolve from public input to again, like you mentioned, zoning. And so uh, those are some of the key elements is just to see what the appetite is in the valley and see what the, the local jurisdiction feels about adding more storage. And basically you were the, the developer on this project. So how was the uh, experience with you as uh, the, your first dev development project? Like, did you partner with the uh, contractors or you had a partnership with a uh, contractor team and yeah. like, yeah, mine was very basic. I just started talking to uh, friends, uh, people mm. that had been uh, real estate investors, um, just to see what their interest level was in. And uh, nobody really wanted to take it on, to be quite frank. Uh, mm. But they trusted me being a broker for so many years that I could uh, sift through some of the weeds, if you will, about some of the par parameters that, uh, and requirements it'll take. And uh, we just hung in there. Um, 
We started with a general contractor, unfortunately that didn't work out. We had to replace uh, them, um, but we hung in there together. We, we uh, basically knew, um, you know, whatever happens, we'll still remain friends after this, thank heavens. But in the beginning, we were pretty naive. We just had to take it a step at a time when we had challenges like our first contractor not working out and getting them replaced with a contractor that was a skill, but just a huge learning curve for me. But um, again, because we all hung in there and we were patient, um, we uh, developed a, a great property that remains, uh, you know, um, it, it actually exceeded our expectations. I, I think it's, uh, um, we're, we're just very lucky and fortunate, I think. And the biggest key factor again was we, we all knew and saw that there was a huge need for more storage in our market uh, because our, our competitors all had uh, waiting lists. Oh, okay, makes sense. Um, the, the, uh, already the vacancy rate is like zero, as you're saying. Right, right, yeah, it was virtually zero. And um, the biggest indicator was just, you know, um, uh, just simple uh, fact finding of, of how full uh, the, the other facilities were. And, and the fact that they didn't have any units available and uh, there's still people looking for units from what we gathered, uh, you know, kept pushing us uh, along to uh, finally get this project completed and open up our doors. So uh, back to the lending part, what was uh, for the self-storage as a commercial space, what was the challenges for you when you were starting the lending process? You've yeah, been working, great. I think, three, three properties so far. Right. So um, financing is key unless you're all cash. Um, we weren't blessed to have that kind of capital um, or nor did anybody really want to throw out that much capital. So um, after researching different financing options, we learned that uh, you can actually build a facility on an SBA loan. Um, SBAs are typically tied to prime rate. Prime rate, as we know, is starting to go up. And so that's a, little, that's a little scary, but the flexibility there is um, with SBAs, you may know you, you don't have to come in with much more than 10, 15% equity. Hmm. And so it's a very high leverage deal. The other thing that was very fascinating to me is they also would do construction. Um, so with those two key components, uh, we decided to pull the trigger on, on an SBA product. So can you elaborate a little bit on the SBA loan? Sure. Um, so there's two different types. There's a 7A and a 504 uh, program. I'm not really skilled to go into a deep dive on both options, but we went with the 504 um, and that allowed us to come in with 10% equity. And again, that was all of our partners, uh, you know, contributing the cash to buy the land. Um, and once we bought the land, that land became our equity. We contributed the land towards the lender. They saw the value of the land after an appraised value that was sufficient, um, actually more than sufficient to contribute our 10% equity requirement. And then they funded the balance uh, towards uh, materials and labor. Uh, we did a feasibility study that said that we should be full within a couple of years and um, you know, uh, uh, some environmental reports and other uh, kinds of lender requirements to see the mm. strength of each partner, financial statements, that kind of thing. Mm. But that was, that was a huge shot in the arm to know that we didn't have to come in with a ton of capital to get the thing off the ground. Um, that was 
you know, what, uh, seven years ago now. Hmm. And I know some of the rules have changed, but uh, from what I understand that, that it's, uh, you know, still a, an option for some. So how, what is uh, progress right now on your uh, development project is done already or? Yeah, so the one that I'm referring to, we opened our doors in February of 2019. Um, here it is, what, July 2022, we're 97% occupied and uh, doing really well. Um, the one that we're just starting now is a similar situation uh, where we bought the land for cash with some partners and uh, are considering an SBA loan for the same purpose. Contribute the land is our equity hmm. and have the lender uh, finance the balance of the project. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Um, yeah. I think my next question will be, uh, what you see the impact of the new spikes of the interest rate, especially on the, uh, the, the as you said, uh, as you said, the, the prime rate is going up. And, yeah. uh, it's, I think, 1.5 right now with the recent federal uh, spikes on the interest rate. Um, so what you see the impact of this on, on, uh, on the self-storage market, especially in Utah? Yeah, um, it, again, it really comes down to if you can find the land um, that makes sense. I don't think it's enough with rates going up to deter people from building just because, you know, again, our demand is so strong still. Uh, some markets are certainly oversaturated. I wouldn't advise nor people that have been in the business would build in a, you know, an obvious saturated uh, city, for example, in Utah. But there's Again, there, there's still some good growth, um, and it's such a great product when you compare that with retail office. Hmm. Um, you know, quite frankly, even um, apartments, uh, we've had such strong growth in apartments that uh, people are becoming a little hesitant based on costs and how much they can actually charge now. Um, uh, I think storage is still more of a simple, safer play for a lot. I, I still see people trying to make those deals. The challenge for us, again, is lack of product. Um, and so if you can find the dirt, uh, again, I don't think these costs are, are scaring people away from uh, moving forward. It, it'll be interesting to see, though, you know, we're, we're, we're still seeing uh, trade supply issues and costs, especially with steel going up that, that um I've heard from uh, some multifamily guys that they're, they're shelving some projects that they were planning on going forward just because of the rising uh, material costs and rates yeah. going up. But uh, uh, personally, on a, a self-storage front, I, I'm not seeing that yet. That, that, that's really a, a deterrent uh, as far as scrapping or postponing a development project. Uh, I think uh, this is, makes sense as an as, as actual uh, um like structure of self storage has more like um, pros on on you don't like fix toilet anyway. <laughs> so uh, I, I agree on 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 what you're saying on on the market right now on the self storage. Uh, regarding what you said, can you uh, explain a little more bit more about what is your your largest deal on self storage and how many units was was like how you managed to um, you mentioned uh, I like your approach about um buying the land on, on cash and then using the spa loan uh, can you talk a little bit more in one of your deals so we can yeah uh, yeah yeah so my biggest deal is probably the one that we're trying to build right now it's 600 and uh or almost 600 units um it's just on two and a half acres of land 
um, we have five acres, but the city didn't want us to develop all five acres. We created a buffer between the residential development and what they want is commercial. Hmm. Um, that'll be certainly the biggest that I've done. Our smallest one was a facility that we acquired, an existing facility up in Wyoming. Hmm. And uh, that one, we just did a traditional bank loan um, where we came in with enough equity. It's actually a total of 10 partners. Mm. And, um, and it became a 50% loan to value for the bank. So the bank was comfortable, plenty of equity. And, um, and that was, and that's, that's usually the easiest, simplest is if you can find, and that, uh, as far as the side note goes, that one is just under 200 units. And that's the smallest unit, the one that uh, we started in when completed construction, that's that one's uh, 460 units, so it's kind of in between. That's where we we bought the land and developed and finished the product. Uh, but but the the smaller one up in Wyoming, we we uh, came in with um, it was a price of almost two million. We came in with a million cash and uh, financed the balance, and it was uh, yeah really clean, nice deal, a good room to raise rent still, uh, which we're still doing to this day. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's a little bit of my experience that we've done uh, so far. I think one of the main subjects here is raising capital. How was uh, raising capital journey with you? Especially that you said that uh, the first deal you had to raise uh, $1 million uh, for uh, 50% of loan to value. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the very first storage deal I did was the one uh, that I first started talking about where we, we bought the land and developed it. Um, that was that was not easy just because there was a learning curve there. Um, we only had uh, six partners, five, uh, five, uh, six, I think counting myself. Um, and and the nice thing is once we finished, even though there's quite a few challenges along the way, it proved something. We had something to show for it. It was a story that people tangibly could run around and check out, look at our financials, that kind of thing. Mm. So it made the second acquisition actually much easier because I had a track record. Um, it's always harder, you know, as most of us know, to, to sell something you really don't have much experience doing. Mm. But once you get over that hump and you actually take the, the leap of faith and, and, uh, and you've got something to show for it, then you've got a story to tell. And, um, and that second uh, develop, uh, excuse me, self-storage project in Wyoming has led to the third development. Mm. And I still have others, including our current partnership, uh, ask me on a regular basis if I know of anything else, mm. is there any other opportunities? So I think just developing that, some, uh, that uh, history of credibility and, and a track record makes it much, much easier um, to do the next one after after you've finished the, the you know, the first uh, project. 100%. Uh, yeah. My last question will be, what is your superpower and strengths? <laughs> I don't know that I have any other than just got to be honest and uh, do what you say you're going to do. Um, and, uh, and when there's challenges, you, you're, you're transparent. And when your successes, you know, don't pull back, don't be modest, talk about them because uh, people certainly like the success stories and want to know. 100%. This is one of, this is basically my next question is how is the people can follow you? And follow your success. Say that again. This is my basically my next question. How is the people can follow your success? How can people uh, follow your success? success? Follow, follow, follow oh, your follow success. success. Oh, <laughs> yeah. heavens! I think the biggest thing, that, and I think you probably know this better than most, is uh, you got to take the first step forward, right? And you got to believe in yourself. 
because uh, if you don't believe in yourself, somebody else is going to do it. You're going to kick yourself for not at least trying. So my, my thing, my, uh, I guess, uh, mantra is uh, believe in yourself. And, and, uh, and if you don't try to fail, then you're never going to try. You're never going to succeed. So you got to believe in yourself and take the first step forward and keep moving. Agree, agree. Thanks again for, for being with us today. And I would like to bring you again to the show to talk more about self storage and the progress in your uh, new project, the development. Yeah. It's by the way, it's in, in Yota, correct? Say the that new, again. The new project is in Yota. Yes, correct? yeah. A new, a new self storage project. We're uh, working on building uh, 600 units. 100%. I would like to bring you again to, to talk more about the development and the updates about the project. And yeah. Thanks yeah, again. It would be my it would be my pleasure. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Thank you a lot.